Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, also available on your Amazon Alexa as a skill. Um, we're going to briefly touch on the FTSE 100, which did have a sharp rally this morning, which faded into the afternoon as some of the more cyclical stocks actually sunk back and that's really sort of looking at some of the mining companies uh, where they were quite well bid this morning following on some optimism from trade wars surrounding the the US and and China uh, which spilled over from the US uh, this morning so there was a good start there but we have actually faded going into the afternoon so we're about flat on the day going into the close there's been some interesting moves in stocks such as Debenhams that announced a refinancing deal and a supply chain um, shake-up, which does give a little bit of optimism that they're going to be turning a corner. Um, also, we've seen uh, quite a bit of volatility in some of the, the financial companies, such as uh, as Plus 500. Um, they were down quite heavily on the day. However, the, the, the main, uh, main topic of this podcast is going to be a presentation from the executive chairman of Sign Canode, John Cronin, who presented at the UK Investor Magazine Investor Evening on the 31st of January. Now, Sign Canode are a technology company that are very much focused on the Internet of Things technology. They've just won a number of exciting contracts in India and the Nordics. So I'm just going to pass you over to John Cronin for his presentation from the UK Investor Magazine Investor Evening. Okay, we're now going to move on to the first of our company presentations. And this is Cyan Canode. Now, if you look on the banner here, Cyan Canode, a world leader in narrowband RF smart mesh networks. That's quite a mouthful. Now... I would say Executive Chairman Mr. John Cronin is exactly the man to tell you why smart meters mm-hmm. are part of the future for all of us. John, over to you. Thanks, Barry. Yeah. Great. That was really interesting, wasn't it? The first time I sort of uh, thought about those three uh, you know, factors that you put there, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, where is Cyan Canode in all that? When we talk about news flow, technical, technical analysis, and then the professional analysis. And, you know, let me just say this, that, you know, Going back as well to 2017, where, you know, what have we done? You know, well, we've never been operationally in a better position than we are today. Better position for, you know, from a cash point of view, uh, we got money in the bank from a raise that we did uh, back end of last year. We got orders that we had last year. Never had it before. Forward-looking projections that we know that revenue is going to come in 2019. Started off in 2018. And also, then, what, what are we doing about getting the news flow out? And that's the start here now in 2019, is talking to you to get the news out, let you know what's happening in the company, because I don't believe that share price is reflecting what we're really doing in the company. And if we're private, uh, our value would be a lot, a lot better than it is today, in my personal opinion. So that's why it's the, in 19 we'll be spending more time to talk with private investors. When we talk with... You know, the institutional investors that we have, and we know we've got the likes of legal and general, you know, they are stayers with the company. They know, of course, the longer term. And, you know, they're not sellers. And none of the institutions that we have don't. What moves our share price is you. 
You know, the private investors, you decide for whatever information you've got, whether you've got all the information, but you've got some information, you make that decision, and that just moves. And it can move just on a very small amount of trade. You go, well, why did that happen? Because there's been no news flow. And also what we have to do and improve upon is the technical analysts that we have to speak with, and we've not been doing enough of that, really, because we've been at the, uh, the, the, the coal face, if you like, going out winning business around the world. And, you know, Brexit for us is... It doesn't matter to us, you know, we're out there actually, you know, going out chasing business, you know, in India, going and chasing business in Sweden, in Thailand, in Indonesia, in Abu Dhabi, and also the places like Saudi, as well as obviously the UK, and we all know where the UK is with their smart meeting, which I go on to. So we've never been in a better position. Obviously on the stock market, if you want me to read that, you know, no forward-looking statements, and actually um, can't say anything that isn't in the public domain, so bear with me if uh, you ask a question, I can't say because I'll get in trouble, as you know. So, you know, when we look at uh, what, you know, that's, you know, Barry has talked about what we are. We are class as world class, and it's not just us saying it. When I went out to China in November and speaking to some meter manufacturers there, and China's waking up to the Internet of Things and want to go internationally, and they see us as the brand they want to associate with, whether they take our product and license the hardware, they still want our name to be associated rather than just having a pure white label. So when we look at the platform we have and the countries that we're operating in, and really, you know, it's an end-to-end -end solution that we offer, total solution, and that's one of our USPs. When we win a customer at an electricity utility, wherever in the world, we work with the likes of Oracle who do meter data management systems. We work with a system integrator. We work with a meter manufacturer. We make sure the end-to-end -end is delivered. Why? Because if we don't do that, we don't get our revenue, we can't book it and all the rest, we can get the cash in. And that's really important to stay with the project to see the end-to-end -end and the quality. And that's why we always go to market through third parties. Why? Because their balance sheet is up better than, than ours. And this is where we get the reach because we're using their sales force to go to market. And that's kind of important. I mean, most people would have heard of Tata. So Tata Power is, uh, was our first customer in India. You know, obviously we're in with the, the uh, DCC, you know, rollout here in the, in the UK. You know, we're in the uh, Finnish and Swedish markets. And also, uh, these, Indian, uh, these are some of the uh, Indian utilities, uh, those initials there that we've won contracts and rolling out. Some of the big names as well that we work with, you know, Toshiba is a big name, Ericsson. You know, all of these players here, we add to their product. So when we go and talk with a meter manufacturer, they want to t sell their dumb meters and make them smart. And the only way they're going to do that is put our... Uh, technology inside them to make them smart. And of course, we do get recognition uh, by different organizations, you know, and Frost and Sullivan has put us as number one in the smart metering solution in 2018 for what we do. It's great to have recognition, but what's more important is, is revenue and cash in and the share price going up. We, we recognize that. So really looking about what makes us who we are, you know, we do what we call a mesh solution and that mesh solution is what we call self-configuring, multiple hops, self-healing, and obviously optimizes the route. So in other words, if a particular route goes down, it finds an alternative route automatically. What's also important is that we are point to multipoint. So a mobile phone is point, what they call point to point. Our solution is point to multipoints. In other words, again, building in the resistance. What also is important, we launched a product last year in June 2018 that allows us now, not just for electricity metering, 
but anything in the neighborhood network we can hook up. That's in, uh, water, gas, street lights, traffic lights, anything that anybody wants to measure and monitor in the world, we can do that. Not only that, under the license-free band, and that's a difference to mobile, mobile when the 5G is rolling out, they're going to pay a lot of money for that bandwidth. Ours is all license-free, you don't pay for that spectrum, and it's everywhere in the world because it's sub-gigahertz instead of the 5G, which is way up there. We can also take any narrowband communications through our software platform now. So not only radio that we do, but also cellular, another technology called LoRa, and also we can do power line communication, which they use a lot in China. All of that can be tunneled through our platform through to the utility. Very important is this word interoperability. In the UK, in version one that was rolled out, which is still continuing to roll out until March this year, they didn't have interoperability. So when everybody went onto the Trillion Network, a separate network with British Gas, and they said, I've got a smart meter, great, they've got a smart meter. When they decided to go to Eon, it didn't change because there's no interoperability. Interoperability is only happening now on version two, SMETS 2, it's called, and that's what we're part of, and that's what's been delivering, and that really rolls out in anger from April this year, because SMETS 1, you can't get it. But believe you me, they'll be phoning you at the moment to try and get to take, take SMETS 1. My advice, don't. Wait for 2, because the determination officially ends in March. We're very reliable, and more importantly, what makes us differentiation to the competition? Well, coverage. So we actually are the not spot, so where mobiles don't work, it carries our traffic, or we carry that data, I should say, on behalf of Telefonica. So just uh, quickly go through how all this works and comes together. So you obviously have, obviously have a smart device of some sort, could be gas, electricity, whatever. We put a module inside that meter. We then have, as part of the communications, this thing called a data concentrator unit or a gateway. And you have 200 devices all talking to one data center. We then use mobile or fiber to back all that information into the billing system of the utility where we have our own sign canode software. So now we've got a full end-to-end -end solution and that full end-to-end -end then gives in a call center to the operator, say in Eon, all this information. So all of these different colors means all those meters to one data concentrator unit. So different colors, different concentrators. So we cover a whole city or street, whatever it is. You can see on your computer in the call center the actual meter serial number. Every 30 minutes you get a reading and you're building up then a profile of the usage of that consumer. So you get to know who are the high uh, users of electricity and what you can now build up when this is all in, the utility will do time of day tariffing for individual people. When they actually get excess of electricity, which is they do today and what they do today with it is they bore lakes with it because when you make electricity you've got to use it or lose it, and it has to be taken somewhere. So now they'll be able to say to the high net worth users, I've got some here, half price electricity, would you like to take it now and buy it? And they'll know where to go to those people that can actually use that at any given time. Here in the UK, just uh, really interesting for all of us, Telefonica have actually got two thirds of the UK, two of the regions out of the three. Uh, they work with Toshiba, do the hardware, we supply this software as Cyan Canode only. In this country, we're doing software only, which is great. 95% gross margins, because hardware pulls down your margins, as you can appreciate. 
So what happens? The Toshiba hub sits in the home. It's a hat, actually. It's called a hat. It has three signals. One picks up local information on uh, Zigbee in the home. It then looks for cellular connection. No cellular connection goes over our mesh network, and then we carry it back into what they call the DCC. And, any, and this is where the interoperability all works. Any utility will talk to any home. 53 million devices is going through here. And those, all of this has taken years to get right. Nothing to do with us, nothing to do with Telefonica. These contracts were awarded five, six years back, and it's only just happening now on version two of the government rollout. Only really kicked off back end of uh, 2018. A long time to get this sorted out. This is what it's worth. We've got a contract for 10% of NotSpots, worth in total 24 million. The business models that we have, we've got a perpetual license, it's a one-off payment, covering all these different aspects, with 22% annual maintenance that goes on year on year. We have term licenses, we've got a term license in the UK, it's a 15-year contract we've got, spread out over that time. We do support and maintenance, as I mentioned, at 22%, and non-recurring engineering for integration, training, etc. And a new revenue model that we kicked off was a royalty licensing model where we get people to manufacture at their cash flow our hardware to our design. And we just got our first order with that in China in December, and that's a $4 million order. Not only are they manufacturing at their cost and their cash and paying us a royalty every time they make the device, but also they will be selling our software, our training, our annual maintenance and support contracts, so they're a sales agent for us, at our standard terms and conditions, our standard margins. So that's on top of the royalty that we've already got, on top of the $4 million. So it's a lot bigger in terms of value as they move Bayesian Instruments to the international markets where they need to make it smart, they need radio to do it. And that's why the Chinese are all talking to us at the moment. Doesn't give any IP, we're not giving the software to them, it's just the hardware. And the hardware will only work with our software. So I mentioned that uh, particular contract there. Uh, these are some of the other contracts that we won in uh, 2018. Uh, you know, in the new product that we launched only in June last year, we've got nearly $20 million of orders. And that was halfway through last year when we uh, announced the product and we got that so you can tell with $20 million of new, we started the fourth quarter rolling out. So you can see now where we're rolling this, this year we go from the revenue we had last year where a big turning point last year in terms of 400% growth in the revenue turnover, our costs are down, we've really got to grips with everything in 2018. The whole industry has woken up, realised the timelines, realised the opportunities and the focus that's needed. And we do give focus. You know, we could go lots of other places in the world. You know, we're very much focused on India, very much focused on Scandinavia, UK, and as I mentioned, those contracts are already here. We've never been in that position before of forward-looking guarantee contracts for deployment. Give you an idea, sort of, this is a pipeline in India. You know, we've got, uh, and this is really uh, a pipeline that's qualified opportunities that uh, the guys are chasing. Uh, India, you know, has something like 250 million dumb meters to go at. And that has really been accelerated by UK government 
where they've got an Uday scheme, they just announced this week the second Uday scheme. The first one was to take 75% of the debt into government bonds. The second one, which only came out two days back, is great news because it's all about smart metering and getting smart metering put into the homes. So there's a real push by the government for that. Secondly, then, the Ministry of Power gives up to 50% grant money to the utility to put smart meters in. So a big push there to sort it out. Why? Because they lose $32 billion a year. $32 billion. Generated electricity, it's been distributed, but they don't collect $32 billion worth of cash. 1.9% of GDP. They're going to have to fix that. That country's going to grow, and that country does want to grow. So it's big initiatives for uh, reasons why you know, we expect more. And the quote by the minister, smart prepaid will all be in the next three years. That's his quote. You can see it on the, we can validate all of that. It's all on the web. It's all uh, reported in the press. And then you look at the rest of the world, and I've mentioned some of the areas that we're working in. You can see them down here. Uh, lots happening uh, in the Middle East uh, as we speak. And uh, with partners there, I've announced a partnership in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, huge uh, opportunity there. And in fact, the partner we have there actually was with Silver Springs. That's an American competitor who's now part of iTron to make meters. And because of that, everybody's wary of using that communications and meter because they're not independent anymore. They're actually with just one meter manufacturer, whereas we can connect with any meter, any device in the world. We're agnostic. And that's really important to a lot of the utilities who have three or four meter manufacturers connected into their networks. But that one, they kicked out uh, Silver Strings, put us in there. We're on the website and they're promoting our wares. And things are really moving with that and happening, which is great. So our priorities is all about complete delivery of the contracts that we won last year into revenue this year, looking at collecting the cash as well, that's really important. And then looking at exploiting the OmniMesh new platform we've got, we've been able to do more further licensed royalty arrangements, and we're speaking to different people on that, even people that isn't in the utility space, because it can be used for manufacturing, logistics, etc. And then we're looking to, uh, you know, do more in the UK. We've got the UK contract, so we roll that out further and more. Obviously, cash, we need to make sure we look after that. It's your cash, my cash, we've got to deploy that. And we, are, we do monitor weekly on our KPIs in terms of, you know, looking at the KPIs of, you know, is that revenue coming in by that date? Is that customer paying us? Do we receive the cash in time? Are the deliverables on time? Are, is any supplier behind time? So a whole matrix that we've got that uh, Heather, who's the uh, finance director, uh, Heather there in uh, the red top over there, make sure that all of those uh, KPIs are monitored and reported back to the board as we go forward. So that's it. That's, uh, that's my talk. So uh, hopefully I've kept to time. Uh, yeah, 20 minutes on the dot. Thanks, John. That's very, very good.